0: content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice.
1: This is Sissy and
0: this is Susan and we are Function Junction. Behavior matters. You know what else matters,
1: Sissy? What? Being thankful. Oh, absolutely. And this is a good time of year to be thankful. It is because we have Thanksgiving coming up
0: next week and You know, I was telling you before we started about what a great day I had working with one of our favorite autism specialists and seeing some friends that I've known, and you and I have both known since they were itty bitties in kinder, you know, not kinder, but elementary for sure. Two brothers and another little boy, we'll call him Stanley. And Stanley and I had this fabulous conversation today about. His old school that was torn down, and was what happened to the playground, and was the bobcat, the stuffed bobcat, because it was the mascot. Was it still there? And it was just this really great reciprocal conversation that was very fluid. Um, the only thing that he didn't display was great eye contact, but that's okay. You know, this is a a young man who's seventeen now, and we knew him when they were little bitties, and then the two brothers and Just such a great day um, to just, I I mean, I smiled so much, you know, when I saw the one student who was asking about the mascot, I was like, oh my gosh. And he walked right up to me with a big smile and gave me a hug. And we talked about um, his teacher back then. Anyway,
1: so so cool.
0: it was so fun. It was a great day. And, you know, I mean, I, I think... I know you feel the same. I feel very thankful and very blessed that um, I do what I do, even though not every day is like today was, but um, every day is a good day in terms of working with adults and learning from
1: them and
0: hopefully them learning from us.
1: And And how cool to get to follow up with kids that, you know, we've known since they were little and see them growing and just very, you know, cool. That is such a great thing to get to do.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, we get to do it every day, you know, not necessarily that, but just, you know, I, I am so thankful for the districts the, that I work in, you know, for all of the, from the behavior and autism specialists to the school psychologists, to the special education directors and assistant directors and coordinators and whatever, down to teachers and paraprofessionals and speech and OT and PT and you know, we all work together as a team so many times. And of course, you know, thankful for the kids. Absolutely.
1: They are the best teachers of them all. The things, every strategy I have has been tested out by a child and helped me, you know, make it better. And they have taught me things. Oh, well, that didn't work for him. Hmm. I wonder what we can do differently. And then we find a solution, and that's one more feather to add to the quiver.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so this Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for a lot of people, like I mentioned, you know, from the executive director of special education superintendent down to the kiddos and paras and nurse and cafeteria ladies and custodians and ladies who let you enter the door and the, the the school in the morning by pressing the button, and let you buzz you through, and then you know, of course, I'm thankful for my animals and my, and you and Joe and (laughs) our listeners, obviously. Absolutely. And, you know, there's just so many things to be thankful for. So I wanted to take the opportunity to tell everybody, thank you for being a part of my world.
1: It is wonderful. Um, Yes. And I am very thankful for the podcast and for you and for the opportunities to get to talk with some amazing people through that. And I mean, I was thinking about the fact that we're going to talk about things to be thankful for and, you know, in the field that we are in and how I got here. Uh, And there's a long line of people who set me up for good things. And I would say that, I mean, well, actually, I had principals that were so wonderful to me and, you know, helped me grow and develop. But I think about the first presentation I did outside of my school district was at Harris County Department of Ed. With Sue Sheridan, Mm -hmm. you know, the first person to say, Hey, I want you to come talk, you know, and that was kind of the beginning of wanting to share things. And I think about other friends that you and I share Susan Parker, who, you know, has always set us up to do good things, and Gail Sheramy, who is a wealth of knowledge and care. You know, she always wants to see good things happen. And you know she has set me up many times for that, and 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 Ginger Gates uh, oh, yeah. doing the same thing, you know. And of course, you know Sally Larue, who was a special ed director oh, at my, my former school district. Sally Larue
0: helped hire me, I mean, used me as a consultant for ever and ever and ever. And I remember, you know, Sissy. I think sometimes we refer to those as the good old days because you know, we worked hard. Don't get me wrong. We worked hard, but we also played hard. And I remember just, you know, just doing things like, do you remember that day that we were sitting in a conference room and we were frustrated because of how people did point systems? Yes. And, I mean, it was so on the fly. Like it was so one take deal <laughs> that Cindy, who I'm also super thankful for, she had her iPad And we said, go. And she started filming and we did the correct way to do a point system and the incorrect way to do it. Yes.
1: We (laughs) laughed so hard over playing out the wrong way to do it. And you were the teacher
0: and I was the student. Yes, My God, we laughed so hard. And, you know, just those kinds of things, like just such fun memories, you know, and then like, you know, you and I have a friend in the district where I was today, who um, will say his name, Sam. And We love him dearly, and he has touched many of our lives and many of us in that school district as well as you and I and other people are very invested in this young man, and he's such a delight. You know, he's the Blake Shelton kid, if if any of you are listening and know who I'm talking about, but, you know, he's got some behaviors that are challenging, but I'm so thankful for him because he's taught me so much. And just that district, you know, like you said, Ginger Gates, Pam McLean. Misty, Mead, yes. you know those people in that school district are just so supportive, and so yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're blessed. We are very, very lucky.
1: And I was thinking about, you know, in behavior, in the world of behavior, we say that behavior happens because of the things that happened before it, the antecedents, and the things that happen after it, either the reinforcers or the punishers. And I was trying to think about, okay, so these people who invested in me and encouraged me, what, what's the reinforcer for them? You know, mm-hmm. why would they continue to do that? And I I think some you did good
0: things and made them look good with the good things I, that you did.
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know that they knew that that was going to happen. sure. sure. Because, I mean, I think that they encourage lots of people and... Just, I mean, I do think for me it is a pay it forward piece oh, when yeah. there's a young teacher or a young behavior specialist who wants to do things, and and I say, okay, well, here's how it worked for me, and I try to lay it out for them, and I say, let's, who do who should we talk to for you to do some presentations and get you going on that. Yeah. I I have no idea that that's going to happen for them that. You know, I guess to me, it's a par I mean, it's a response to that someone did that for me, yeah, it I is th- absolutely
0: one hundred percent pay it forward, yeah. and and you and I wouldn't be where we are today, you know, not that we're like <laughs> rock stars or anything, but we wouldn't be I love best- what I do.
1: I'm getting to do the thing that I love, yeah. and I wouldn't be doing this Same. without so many people who said, "Here, try this, here, yeah. do that. Think about this. Think about that. And I think it's amazing to look back and realize that people like Gail shermey plant a seed. You know, yeah. she doesn't, she never has said do this or do that, Mm-mm. but just plant a seed that you think about and you've got to figure out, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I should probably change what I've got going here based mm-hmm. on what she said. She And she has no idea that you're going to take that seed and do anything with it. She's just... Doing it. And why? And I I think, I guess, that what we all want to see is for people with disabilities to have better options, to have rich lives. And I, you know, to to see the, you know, there's that Ralph Waldo Emerson quote about to know that one life breathes easier because you have lived. Yes, that is the motivation that you're not gonna see <laughs> so that you're, yeah. you're working for a reinforcer that you're never going to get to know whether it happened yeah. if yeah. if you look at things as a strictly behavioral yeah kind of thing yeah yeah and I
0: think you know we pay it forward and we do the same I hope for people by saying you know let well, me consider this route maybe think about absolutely you know putting in a proposal to this conference and. Things like that, not because I want to be part of that, but I want to see that person enjoy the professional life that
1: I have had. You know, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's my motivation. My motivation is I'd like to see if you love this field, I want to see you thrive in this field. And mostly I want to see the field thrive Mm. because it will make a difference for people with disabilities to have richer lives. That's. That's What I think my motivation is, I don't know if somebody would look from a behavioral standpoint and say that doesn't explain your behavior, <laughs> that there's a more immediate reinforcer. And I don't know. I can't identif- I can't identify the immediate. Reinforcer. I, know, I'm,
0: I mean, I, I wonder if maybe for us, the immediate reinforcement is seeing those people do the things or recommend the things, you know, like uh, we have a friend, Jennifer, and and I'm often with her in her life skills programs. And I hear her making suggestions that I have made to her and to other people, you know, that she works with and, and to hear her, I'm like, I'm listen to you girl talking about 15 minute <laughs> interval data. What's up? You know, and just like, that's reinforcing to me. That makes me feel like she's listened, she's heard, she's done. And now she's recommending, like, this is, I don't know. It's just, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, because if you think about just the four reasons we engage in behavior, you know, to get a tangible, to uh, get relief from some uncomfortable thing, to for sensory reasons or for attention, mm-hmm. um, I guess you could either say there's the tangible of, it's not really tangible, but a change in skill sort of a tangible or that I suppose you could say that there is a tension in there or or maybe it's a sensory
0: because it makes you feel good
1: (laughs) it's sensory because it makes you feel good sure that could very well be it I also wonder if sometimes to a degree we were conditioned to be helpful you know the compliments that we got from our parents for being helpful that being helpful takes on the same reinforcing value of your parents' attention. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, it's been a long time since I've had any of my parents' attention. So the extinction factor (laughs) would have to be in play. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. um Sadly. Yeah, so anyway, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, We didn't have a guest and we didn't have anything super behavioral to talk about other than we do have a behavioral question. (laughs) And it's not, not sure that we actually have the answer, but we'll throw it out there. So thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, we hope that you're finding things to be thankful for, that you're having some good quality time with the people that you love however you define family, that that you're feeling connected to your family. Perfect.
0: All right. So the question this week is, you know, in Skinner's uh, verbal behavior model, the term thank you is which verbal operant? A, a man. B, an intraverbal. C. A tact. Or D, an echoic.
1: All right. So I'm definitely this is one that we might not come to a really great answer and people might disagree with what we say. And I'm happy to have people comment at the website or on any of our social media about what they think thank you is in the verbal operant field. And we would, you know what, even if you do have some comments or
0: some insight and want to comment on social media or our website, we would love to have you as a guest to talk Absolutely. more about your thoughts on the term thank you as a verbal operant.
1: Absolutely. So if it were a child and someone did something kind for the child and the parent or the teacher said, say thank you, and the child said thank you, that would be an echoic. But we're talking about just when you say thank you to someone. So we're going to throw out a echoic, but it could. You could define it as an echoic in the circumstance I just said. Sure, exactly. So intraverbal, I'm going to throw that one out, too, because it, um, you know, there's not a, the other person didn't say something first and you're responding. You're not filling in, you know, there's not this conversation piece. Thank you. It's on something else. Right. Um, And just
0: to clarify that, just in case people are super familiar, like an intraverbal is responding to something verbal. Right. So like, yeah. yeah, the wheels on the bus go and round, go round, and, and, round <laughs> and round or, you know. Or I look,
1: say, what time is my appointment? And the person says 11 a.m. And I might say, thank you. <laughs> that, you might you probably would say thank you. But or, or, or someone says, you know, whatever. There's a conversation sort of thing going here. I'm saying something. You're saying something back. That's introverbal. In a nutshell, but you could be saying thank you
0: to something that the person did that wasn't verbal like someone opening a door and you right. say are you, you, so you so
1: you and I were talking before we got on here and said, I wonder if we could call it attacked because they opened the door and we say thank you but you
0: but that's
1: we think of attacked as a label and so you're not really you're sort of labeling the behavior but the behavior was actually opening the door.
0: So let's use a classroom uh, example. So kid does something great. Teacher gives him a goldfish cracker. The kid says, thank you. So we might say, well, we're saying thank you for the goldfish cracker. Well, attacked technically is really labeling. So attacked in that example would be goldfish cracker. Right. Right. Because he's labeling goldfish cracker versus thank you. So
1: I've seen it
0: in... a couple of places online that have said attacked
1: yeah yeah so uh, so we're trying to argue that it might not be attacked i am um, that, but right. i have seen it in some stuff too where it was called that so then i have also seen it called a manned because you're basically manding that that person would do that kindness again in the future so, someone opens the door and you say thank you. It is basically a man to say, If we're in this circumstance again, would you kindly open the door for me again? Or the teacher gives the kiddo a cracker and he says thank you. He is basically manding, In the future, I hope that you give me a cracker again. In, in
0: Texas and in the South, <laughs> it is very common for people to open your door and for you to say thank you. You know, when you and I were in Nashville, I remember guys running to the door to open the doors. <laughs> you know, it was precious. I have a problem with that because that's the assumption that I'm ever going to see that person again.
1: Right. So, like right. Chad,
0: I was with Chad today, and Chad is not always very polite and opens the door. And if I say thank you, that probably is a man for him to do it in the future because I'm going to see him again.
1: Yeah. But if
0: yeah. I'm at Target, or well, they have electric doors, but you know, a place that doesn't, oh, a school, and yeah. a gentleman's behind me, and they open the door for me. What's it been? We've been buzzed in and i say thank you that whole idea of it being a man assumes that i'm going to see that person again in the future for him to open the door so i don't yeah
1: I don't and know. i and i will say thank you without any assumption that there's ever going to be an opportunity or that that i would even expect that you might do that for me again if you right. do a kindness for me i'm i'm saying thank you cuz that's what we appreciation, do appreciation but not in with an expectation so Um, I wonder if there are things that we as scientists don't know yet and that we don't have good, clear explanations for. And I think that that's something we have to assume, right?
0: Yes. And I think hardcore behavior analysts would not like that. I know. Uh, We don't have an explanation for it or we don't have a correct, you know, hard, you know, 100% answer that it's always going to be a man or attack or whatever. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with saying, I don't know.
1: I I like saying, I don't know, because it means there's still things to discover and still, you know, clarifications to to be made. Still things to discover that we don't know everything yet. Yeah. 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 And so there you have it friends. Uh, (laughs) So again, if you know
0: the answer or if you have a better answer or a better explanation of, a term thank you in BF Skinner's verbal operant behavior. We would love to hear from you. Otherwise, have a very super happy Thanksgiving. Like Sissy said, we hope that you are having some great quality time with whatever you call your family and that you have lots of things to be thankful for. And we will talk with you next week.
1: We will talk with you next week. And we're also going to end this by saying we are very thankful for Troy, our editor, (laughs) that he takes care of business for us. Thank you so much. Thank you,
0: Troy. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Take care. Bye.